Welcome to another edition of the Proclaim Cuba podcast on mission. This show gives people the opportunity to tell the stories related to the mission of Proclaim Cuba, and that is to bring Christ to Cuba and the nations. This show and this ministry is about people and the stories of God working in their life. Stories of faith in action, of inspiration, of connection, of hope despite all obstacles, and stories of the roles they play in the body of Christ. Hello, joining us today is Pastor Pete Chiafalo and Steve Amato. Pete is the founding pastor of Hillside Community Church in Keller, Texas, and full disclosure, my church for over 15 years. Steve serves as one of our elders, and he's a retired firefighter and an EMT, and he now works as a real estate agent in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm very excited to welcome both of them to the program today, and uh, welcome Pete, welcome Steve. Thank you. All right. So um, let's start off by having you tell us a little bit just uh, about yourselves and your families and, and the church family. Obviously, we're part of the same church family, so um, that was one of the reasons that we actually went on the trip that we're going to be talking about today. So, uh, Pete, you're a new a new grandfather, aren't you? I am. That's right. <laughs> Four granddaughters now. I do have you're, a boy on the way. I do yeah, have a boy on the way. Man, you guys got a busy household over there, that's for sure. Got a busy household. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we appreciated the invitation to, to check out Cuba. I mean, we did because of our relationship to you and, uh, your commitment to, to that place. And of course we have, you know, heart for missions around here and wanted to, you know, we, we actually appreciated the invitation for you to, uh, you know, to take us out there and see how things are going. I lived in Miami, so I've grown up around Cubans. Cuba has always been a place I've wanted to go. Yeah. And so uh, so I'm glad glad we did. It was a, yeah. it was a good trip. It was a good trip. And um, um, neither, Steve, right? You, you've never been to Cuba. You've been to the Caribbean several times. Pete's been on many mission trips, as, as has Pete. And that was one of the reasons I, I obviously want to bring you on the show today, too, is because you've been to other parts of the world. Steve, what other places have you been? We'll talk about that for just a second, see who, where everybody's been so far. Sure. I've been to <clears throat> Honduras and... Um... That's where I got my feet wet about missions, and I, I, I tugged on my heart, and I went, and I really enjoyed being there. And when uh, this came up about Cuba, I was excited to go because when I went to some of the presentations, it just uh, kind of clicked with me that I was attracted to go see what this is all about in Cuba and how things are played out being in a in a communist country outside of what Cuba, uh, Honduras is. So I just wanted to see that type of of what was different about the two places I've been to so far. Good. And and we'll, we'll get a chance to talk about that. Cause I think that's important too. There are, you know, Cuba's a unique place. And so um, we'll just talk about uh, what we observed. Obviously we went, we went on a vision trip. And so we obviously were able to, to see the things that we saw. So we'll talk about that in a second. So uh, Pete, where, where you've been to many places in the world and some of them pretty dangerous as well. So, yeah. My, my yeah. first place uh, was, uh, Mexico City. Oh wow! Uh, which um, I was in college when I did that, and then since I've been here at Hillside, of course Honduras, and I've been to Romania, and I've been to uh, Swaziland, and I've uh, been to northern Iraq, um, and India. Yeah, India. Yeah, <laughs> India. So yeah. I mean, uh, actually, that's a pretty. That's a pretty good um, 
you know, variety of yeah. places, yeah. you know, to be able to compare to. Yeah. We talked about that on the, on the trip itself uh, a few times, just in the number of places that you've been and how different all of those places are. And then mm -hmm. just kind of the uniqueness of, of Cuba itself, you know, you've been having lived in Miami and, and seeing, seeing the culture there, um, was a bit of, you know, just different in terms of actually seeing it close up. So, um, so as we prepared for this mission trip, what do you think, was there anything God was telling you about this? Did you, did you feel anything different this, as opposed to going to some other places, the fact that it's a communist country, does that, does that ever play into your thought processes as, as you prepare for, as you prepare your heart and your mind, as you, as you go on these trips? Yeah, I think uh, for Cuba, especially the relationship it's had with America over the years yeah. and the fact that it's a communist country, uh, even though each one of the cultures I just described has its own, you know, very, very dominant, uh, impacting or impactful kind of, uh, uh, what would you say, uh, well, a culture, I mean, social, political yeah. culture, all of them are very, very right. powerful and strong. And, right. and, but, uh, it would, I, I, I did think it was going to be interesting to see, um, how a communist country that was right down it seemed like not very far from where i grew up right what, what would that what that was going to be like right uh so yeah it yeah. was definitely unique all right steve what were you thinking obviously you've been to honduras and and so and you just got back from honduras uh that you went after our trip as well so how does that how does that play out in your mind as you're preparing um, to go to either one of these places? Especially as you speak fluent Spanish, Steve. That was uh... <laughs> the wise guy. Yeah. When I was preparing to go to Cuba, at first I had some apprehension about just how the communist part of this thing would play out in our role over there, and if there was going to be any type of. Um, of contention at all with any of the people that were there or with um, just the government in itself. And I found out that while we were there, there was none at all that I noticed towards myself. But I, I realized the, um, how the people in Cuba are in the same need as everybody else in the world for the gospel and how, how that plays out with their faith and everything like that. Yeah, as as different as we all are, as Pete just mentioned, all these different societies and in the the strong cultural um, uh, design of of the the places in the world, I, I fully agree with you. There's there's always a great need for the gospel, right? Um, we all as as different as we all are, uh, the similarities are still the same. As as we've heard many times from the pulpit, it's like um, we all have to deal with that question about who God is. Right? right. So, all right. Well, so let's, let's fast forward to our trip a little bit. Um, so we, we got on a plane and we got down to uh, Santiago de Cuba, which is in the Southern part of the, of the Island, right on the coast, uh, the second largest city in, uh, in Cuba. And uh, we were met by um, our, our wonderful pastor team there. Um, and so uh, Pastor Carlos, uh, both of them named Carlos. So, uh, but we'll skip the last names right now. Um, but both of them were were waiting for us, and um, 
it was just great to see them. We hadn't, I hadn't seen them in two years. So, and I just met one of the, one of the pastors for the first time down there. So as I mentioned at the beginning, we went on a vision trip and it was just the three of us. And so we were there to see, um, we were there to see what Cuba is all about and what, what ministry they're doing in Santiago de Cuba. So how did, what did you guys see? What did you see when you, when you got there, um, and then as we went around to the different churches, um, what do you feel like God showed you? Well, um, you know, I, I was struck by uh, how many, always struck by this. It's one of the great things about traveling in different cultures and different places. That, and God has very, very quality people in places you would not ever suspect and those people, regardless of what they have or what culture they grew up in, are as committed to Christ as anybody yet you will ever meet. And so you think about visiting a church in America, and then you visit a church in Cuba, and doesn't have the same space, doesn't have the same but it's got the very same people, very passionate people. Uh, location is not a big issue. Um, uh, facilities are not a big issue. Everything is about being together and being the church, wherever it is we are and whatever surrounds us. Yeah. And um, that is always, I mean, that's just good for your soul and your faith to see. Uh I'm reading through the book of Acts right now. And I can, I mean, I can actually read the story of when the church first started mm -hmm. and Paul's vision for this thing, the end of Acts to just keep on going. I mean, the end of Acts is not an end at all. It just, it's like God saying, well, the word's going to keep on going. We're all going to die here in this story, but the word of God's going to keep on going. And it made its way to communist Cuba <laughs> and it is, in the remote places, very remote places, but yeah. rocking even there, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's good for the soul. Yeah. Pete, what did you see? Or uh, Steve, what did you see? One thing I did see that is um, different than the churches that we have in the States is that <clears throat> because of the adversity they go through and because of what where they live and what what they're up against with not just the government but also the shortage of food and and transportation i noticed that their faith is abounding their faith is so strong in in the midst of that and and i shared before that i think that without adversity there's no close walk with god and it seemed like these people are so dedicated and uh even though there are times when there is Hardly anybody there. The ones who are there are super committed. And that was very encouraging to me to build up my faith. And um, I, I was quite impressed about their faith. I was actually jealous of their faith, how strong it was in, in the midst of where they live. Yeah, it's, um, it is amazing. I think every time that I've been, God has something different to show me. He has like for instance i'll just paint a little picture the first day that we were there we visited three small home churches right and so the spaces i mean literally apartment churches right but they're packed there's people in there 
and they are just filled with the joy of the Lord and um and just so incredibly happy to see us welcoming us um just that you know we we brought words of welcome and encouragement to them um but that street went both ways right you know we yeah. were encouraged by the fact that that they saw us as an encouragement to them you know so it it it's a reciprocal uh building up of the body of Christ which is um which is always an amazing and beautiful thing to see so um I'm grateful that he always shows us something new about how his, the body of Christ works in different parts of the world. Right. Um, but the other thing is I always like to ask the question, was there anything that surprised you about Cuba? So Steve, we'll start with you and then, then Pete will go to you. The one thing that um, surprised me when we went to one church where the pastor had 10 children, <clears throat> but behind the, the, the pulpit was a, a, a chalkboard with people's names on it and with dates. And we asked through the interpreter what it was. And he says, well, 365 days a year, there is somebody in this church every morning from eight in the morning to four in the afternoon, praying and fasting. And that was surprising to me. That was, wow, that is something that's the dedication of the saints uh, doing what they need to do, knowing that God is going to provide everything they need for for them and the church that they are serving in. And it's just, uh, you know, I can actually see that God is smiling down from heaven to see that people, no matter what, are still dedicated to seeking his face and seeking his direction and the way we go. Exactly. All right. How about you, Pete? Anything uh, surprising? Uh, I guess it was, um, even though we were only able in the, short time we were there to visit you know a handful really of right. churches mm-hmm. um it was clear that you know pastor alamino's uh network uh is pretty is pretty large um the amount of you know in a place like that to be able to uh, have had the impact on the amount of people and the amount of people that are willing to take on pastoring in the midst of, you know, trying to manage their own reality there. Um, That is, uh, that's not like anything I've seen. I mean, there's that, that's, that's not like anything that I have, scene where you know one person has a team of people that is literally able to have a church anywhere in cuba they that it can be and there are people across that that island you want to call it that (laughs) that literally uh that that influence and it wasn't it, it wasn't shallow it wasn't like you know, I mean, think about where we drove, the farthest out we drove to to a spot. Yeah, we were 70 miles outside of the city. Yeah. So yeah. So that um uh that was, you know, as as far of a reach as that was, those people were committed and solid and um connected to Pastor Alamina. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, I mean that that's a hard thing to pull off. That's a hard thing to pull off. 
it's hard enough to do three within your reach. It's another thing in a country like that to have the widespread impact and and team of people who are, you know, shouldering the responsibility to pastor a church. Mm-hmm. That to me was uh, was was pretty unique. Absolutely, yeah. the The network and the um, the thirty one years that that uh, Pastor Alamino has been working uh, on the vision that God gave him has just allowed them to connect to pastors as far away as where we were, which was again, 70 miles outside of the city at the base of the, of the largest mountain in Cuba, um, where they send teams up every week on, on burrows to, to reach people on the side of this mountain. And so that was surprising to me that this was the first time I'd ever witnessed something like that. Like I said, God always has something new to show me, um, about how he is at work, um, in Cuba, because that's where he's connected my heart for the, since 2004. But, uh, you know, there's always something that he can show us. And then I'm going to talk about the pastors for just a second, because I'd like to have the perspective of, of pastors when they meet somebody else. One of the things that struck me, Pete, was that morning, the first morning that we got there, as Pastor Alamino was sharing how God had given him the mission. And we all just kind of listened to, to what that was. Um, but what was it in that moment that that you heard from him about what God had asked him to do? Well, I think it's always very, very interesting uh, how God touches a person's heart to do something, what that story ends up being. And um, when you can look back 31 years on, on an encounter with God at some level that has allowed him to endure what he endured and to accomplish what he's accomplished, you know, whatever that story was, God, God was in that and um, to, to see somebody with the same amount of energy and passion after 31 years of very, very hard, very, very hard work. Um, you know, your heart's connected to that. Your heart connects to that. And it's just God over and over again in time and history. You know, it seems like, He's got to grab the heart of somebody and empower them to to endure and and uh, be passionate enough to to reach people. And the way he's done that, I mean, like I said, just somebody with a vision that big um and and a willingness to endure what he had to endure to do it is is a i mean it's 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 the kind of thing you read about somebody in history you know you tend to read about somebody like that in history you know some of my favorite reads and my favorite stories are people in the past who have done a remarkable thing because god called them you read about it um i have been privileged in some of the places i've been 
allowed to go to meet modern day people someday somebody's going to read about that yeah mm -hmm. and uh that's that's overwhelming yeah and be inspired by that right i mean i think one of the the things that we talk about is you know the encouragement to other believers and when we read stories of like that it it strengthens our faith and it it helps us to say all right lord here i am send me and um i think those are some of the scariest words that you ever pray to the lord um but it's also one of those things that expands your universe to be able to see um, that God can, in fact, use you, even though you you think you can't. God shows you that you can, because He told us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But apart from Him, we can do nothing, right? And so, um, I think that very much applies to our our mission work, whether it's here in the U.S. or whether God gives us a, a tap and tells us to go someplace else. So, one of the things I always try to do on this show is to encourage people to just go and serve wherever you know if that starts uh in your local area that starts in your neighborhood maybe it needs to start in your home but um pete this is one of the things i've always appreciated about hillside is is the fact that they encourage that um and so when you and, and and we do this in, in Honduras and we do this in San Antonio and we do this in Union Gospel Mission in Fort Worth. And, you know, so we have different areas for uh, where people can serve. Um, when we approach people about service, what is it about that that we want to encourage people to do? Um, you know, Steve, you, you've been a great servant down at UGM. That's where I serve as well. That's Union Gospel Mission of Tarrant County. Both of us serve down there. Steve, I'll start with you. What do you think the benefits of serving uh, others has been to you? Just being there. Um, at first, when you first go to UGM, uh, what I realized that I was going down there with a mission in my mind that I was going to go there and you know, serve God's people. But when you see people that, that are there, they actually minister to you. God is a way that when you give, he just gives back to you and you just, it grows your faith. And you see that people, no matter what financial condition they're in, they're still hungry for the Lord. And uh, while we're there, me and my wife, especially, we, we like making friends with those people. And when you're making friends, it's a, it's a genuine thing. It's nothing that we're forcing to do. We just love doing it being friends with these people down there. And in one sense, it, it's that the body of Christ is just that we're serving them and they're serving us at the same time. Hmm. Pete, what do you think about just service in general? Like I said, you encourage all of us in the congregation to always be looking for opportunities to serve other people. Um, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, the, the whole mission of Christ in Philippians 2 is, is pictured as an act of service. And Paul uses that very, uh, you know, the model as an exhortation for us as believers to, in, to uh, invest in other people. Um, it, it calls something out of you to get you outside of yourself, which is one of the most important things that happens. Yeah. Uh, which is the, which is, not necessarily safe, but it's the only way to really mature 
and grow or otherwise you get stuck in a really small world. Uh, the other thing is, is you realize that you really do have something to offer. And for a believer to realize that they have not only the calling to serve, but the ability to do it. And with it comes, you know, like Steve said, a reciprocal, uh, you know, the scriptures are very clear. If you cast your bread upon the water, it will come back to you in ways that, uh, that are just extraordinary. And so there are certain things that never come your way if you never, if you never send anything out. And so I think people who care about others, serve others, they're, they're, their world expands in multiple at multiple levels i think that's a a very very powerful message that that um we've all experienced in in this group and so we obviously want to encourage that for other people um obviously i always want to invite people to come down to cuba mainly because it's close and god is doing great work there but my encourage always the encouragement always is to is to go serve somewhere right find out where god can can use you because he can use you and and yeah. be willing to say here i am lord send me uh, because he'll expand your world he'll he'll show you great and mighty things that he, you did not know right um it's, and it seems like andrew that uh uh while that's true of every believer anywhere Something about Americans who have, you know, not, 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 they're not blamed for it, but it's a, but it's a pretty small world. Right. The rest of the world doesn't look like you look. Right. Doesn't have what you have. Uh, doesn't deal with what you deal with. And it will it can it can rescue an American mindset, but also expose you to uh, faith in ways you you can't even picture that it can thrive without some of the things we have, and that's a shocking revelation mm -hmm. to an American. For sure, it is. That's a shocking revelation to an American. And nothing, I, I can't think of anything more, uh, more um, encouraging to your soul than to realize people are thriving in faith with so, and, and having to endure so much. Yeah. 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 Few material goods and also under oppression. Right. I mean, it, the, your your faith and and what is really valuable to God um, is infinitely more than what many of us recognized. Right. So he breaks that that bubble. Right. And he allows us to see things that we didn't see before. Right? Yeah. And uh, and that's part of the maturing process. I've, I've always felt that in my own life that I needed to mature as far as my own walk and understanding uh, as much as I can grasp how God works in the world. And, um, and it's, it's beautiful to be a part of, 
it's a beautiful thing to encourage other people to go and do it. And so, um, so thank you guys for your input today. Thanks for going on this vision trip with me. We're excited about what God is going to be doing in 2023 with us. Um, our theme for 2023 is actually see Cuba. Um, and we want to see Cuba for all it is from the past to the present, to the future, all of its history, all of its culture, um, everything that it is, um, uh, because uh, that gives you a complete picture of, of what has been happening there and invites other people to, to come and see as well. And we know that that's a, an important part of, of a Christian life is to, is to come and see. Thank you guys again for being here. God bless you. And uh, yeah. um, we'll see you at church. Thank you for joining us on Mission Today. If you would like to know more about Proclaim Cuba or hear other stories like this, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at Proclaim Cuba.